0: Hello and welcome to The Midspace. I'm your host, Hope Eaton, a psychologist and explorer and navigator of the stories and spaces between who we no longer are and who we want to become, and between each other. On this podcast, I'll be talking to experts and people just like you who are navigating change in their lives, relationships, and work, all with one goal, that in sharing our stories of and tools to navigate The Midspace, we uplift and support each other together as we make our own journeys to the other side and connect more meaningfully with each other. Welcome to this episode of the Midspace Podcast, where I'm speaking to Becca McLeish, Joy Genie, cognitive hypnotherapist and coach who helps women in midlife move forward when they are stuck. We discuss how Becca came to the realization that she did not need to follow the path defined by others in order to become a therapist and coach. The magic that comes from accepting yourself, changing her go-to story of I can't to I can, and how she navigated her midspace and became a model to her children and other women in midlife of the power of forging your own path. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. So everyone, I'd like to introduce you to Becca McLeish, and I'm going to let Becca introduce herself. So could you tell us a little bit about what you do? who you are, what's most important to you at this point in time, and how you live and work in service with what's most important to you.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm uh, 49 and I'm a mother of three and I'm a cognitive hypnotherapist and coach, Um, which means that basically I have several types of tools that I use to help clients um, overcome problems, um and move forward in their life in their life when they're stuck particularly and specifically i work with women in midlife because that i think is 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 the place where they can be very stuck but also where a lot of magic can happen so um so that's what i do
0: they Um, where they can be stuck and where the magic can happen yeah so what kind of stuck
1: do you see it varies, but it, a lot of it is often underpinned by um, either anxiety or lack of self-belief. Um, but it will—it could be—it could be, it could be empty nest, Could be that children are leaving, and you know, I think there's something that happens at that age where we start to maybe go through um, the menopause, and so we start to see the end of production or the thing that we thought that we were here for. Some of us who have children, and then there feels like it, you know, they often come to me, that feels like an emptiness at that point. It's like, well, then then now what? Which would be a, a, you know, a mid point, a mid space for sure. And it's kind of learning ways and tools to, to first of all, create safety, create self-belief. So, um, and then move forward. And that can be either getting a new career or, or, or letting go of something that has bothered them, maybe um, um, a, a lack of self-belief or a trauma that happened in the past that I think when you get to this point in life, you just kind of think it's now or never. I've got the opportunity to live out whatever days I have left and without this and so that's kind of, it's some sort of stuck, some sort of like, I need a little bit of help. It's like lifting your hands and just saying, you know, like, can you, can someone just give me a little nudge? That's what I always think of, think of it as. And um, yeah, that's that's where I come
0: in. So is is your nudge the magic? And what does that magic look like? What?
1: Yeah, the magic comes in, I think for me, the magic comes in, I think quite often... With most clients, and I and I work with women predominantly, it's that berating themselves. It's that not realising that the things that they often think are their problem are what make them who they are. And being able to see it in a different, reframe it, see it in a different way, learn how to make it work for them. The magic comes in accepting yourself and then developing yourself based on that, understanding and belief of who you are um, rather than trying to force yourself into like a, a round peg into a square hole into what you see everybody else doing or you know the the oh but everybody else does this or everybody else thinks this or you know my my thing is just like you're you uniquely and magnificently you and once you can take all that on and learn then tools to kind of Really believe it because it's all oh, well and good somebody saying that to you, but until you kind of really feel it, so we're using hypnotherapy and so reprogramming the mind to feel enough, basically feel, to feel enough, like you're enough. Because if you don't feel enough, you're constantly at a disadvantage in whatever wherever it is in
0: your life. So yeah, I love the phrase you just used, um, magnificently you. Yeah. So what happens when somebody? What do you see people experiencing when they step into their magnificent eunice? Well, it just opens it just means anything is possible because
1: until that moment, if you have suffered from you know we all many of us suffer from anxiety, and it's with those clients it's often learning ways to deal with it, but also saying, this is part of me. Maybe it's because I'm um, an empath. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, and once you can get hold of, of all of that in your head and put that right in your head, then it means that you can say, well, I can do that thing that I've been thinking about now. I know why I have that little voice in my head. And maybe I have to put that little voice in a box to be able to move forward on on certain occasions. Maybe I, I can think about having a meeting or, or fronting a workshop or whatever it is that is have always thought of doing, but this thing has been holding me back. You know, it's, um, it's, it's amazing to watch. It's, it really is. Um, I've got a client at the moment who has struggled with eating disorders and anxiety and hadn't actually put the two together actually, that, the, that, the, that it was a form of anxiety. The, the controlling of the eating was the, was the thing. And once we, d- once we stopped talking about the food and started focusing on the anxiety, I got a I got a message yesterday how like it's just an amazing thing to be to to see it to understand it to be gentle to say okay this is who I am I, this is who I am because of the things that have happened to me or this is who I am because of the situation I'm in and be kind to yourself and then be able to say that means I know I can do this stuff because I can you know, I can be forgiving as forgiving as I would be to everybody else because that's the problem is that we so hard on ourselves and we tend we don't tend to use the same grace and forgiveness with ourselves that we give other people, and that's one of the
0: things I like to
1: you know try and get my clients to see.
0: So this grace and forgiveness has there been an area for you where you've been able to apply this for yourself that has allowed you to change and create a story that's more true and let you step into your magnificent Eunice. Yeah, actually, I think probably.
1: I, I left school at 16 and didn't take any exams, and then spent what a good 20, 30 years with this chip on my shoulder about not having gone to university and not having, but also holding myself back. Now, that means I can't do I can't do that. I can't do that. I can, you know I can list all the things that I couldn't possibly do, and um, it was um, the change. The flashpoint came for me when my um, daughter was going having been a parent so i got pregnant at 19 so i haven't been a parent since i was 20 my eldest daughter was going off to teach in, in vietnam and i couldn't see how i could how i would cope i'd had right. her, i'd had her with me since i was 20 she was going to teach i was losing control that's how i kind of and and my kids my, my kids are my home were my everything because what else do i do i'm not smart i haven't got i'm book smart that, that, that was the conversation going on in my head I had one uh, appointment with a life coach and I said oh you know there's all these things that I would have liked to do but I can't do that I can't was you know I can't was my kind of go-to phrase okay um, and she just said think outside the box okay what is it you want to do I'd like to help people okay but I can't because I can't I don't have a psychology degree and we kind of I went away from that thinking, okay. And I just mulled on it for a little while. And then I just started looking at ways that I I could instead
0: of I couldn't. Um, So, and that's how I got into hypnotherapy. Was there a moment that, so was there a a breaking point that made you shift and reframe from I can't being your default mode to I can?
1: Yeah, I think that was the moment actually that I did not it kind of, maybe I was waiting for permission for somebody else to say, you could do this another way you know i was i was trying to do the route that every i saw everybody else doing because as i said you know like we just look at other people and go well they did this they went to university they did that you know that was there and and for somebody to say to me you can still do it you don't have to do it the way everybody else has done it you know it's just it it's the it's the end result that's the most important thing so i think that was it but i think it it, it was a combination of that and me realizing that they she was my first to go they are going to go they're all going to go (laughs) and I have to fill that gap but also I've got three kids one one boy but to my two girls I wanted to show them that or actually all my children I wanted to show that you can do things you can do hard things and you can do it in the way that works best for you they know that I struggled they know that I struggled with study they know that I found it difficult but they also see now the difference that I make in other people's lives and the difference in my life being able to do that for other people and that's a gift I hadn't thought I hadn't known was going to come it was right. just about filling my filling the time filling the time filling the time you know like I have to be I have to have a use so it was about that but actually what it's given me is the gift of showing my kids that you just because everyone says you have to do it this way doesn't mean it's the only way to do it
0: that's brilliant being able to provide an an example of an alternative way. Exactly. Of reaching. I think especially your goals with education kids. and stuff.
1: You know, we're just told that this is the way, if you don't pass this GCSE, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, that's it, it's over. And I think I'm a prime example of, you know, you can. It might I might have taken me a long time to get there, but you,
0: you there are other ways of doing it and and still getting the same results. So. so now that you've gotten there, now mm-hmm. that you can, now that you've adopted that as your mantra yeah what's become possible since you've changed that story for yourself gosh what's become possible I mean the main
1: thing is is just the is the helping other people helping other women change their lives is the is the most important part but it's also the connection to women it's the it's the connection to other entrepreneurs or women in my neighborhood or my and my you know, I, I spend, my time is on Instagram, that's where I can communicate with my clients and potential clients, and, you know, these sorts of places can be not very nice, but for me, it's just a beautiful, beautiful place for for women to, to support each other, and only good stuff, I've never, I've not once had a bad experience through my connections through Instagram, and all it's actually done is just brought more people into my into my world
0: and that's that's lovely so you also being of service to people through your Instagram feed as well then yes you know, so outside of your yeah one-to-one I client to, work. exactly
1: I try to I mean you could be cynical and say people could be cynical and say well that's just a way of gaining you gaining new clients but also you know I like to give information. I like to think, you know, there's somebody out there that's, if they, that's maybe they can't afford or they're the other side of the world, or they're just like, oh, I'm a little bit interested in this, but it's a little bit scary. I, I I just like to share stuff. So, um, so if somebody wanted to see what you were sharing, where do they need to go, Becca? Uh, So the, (laughs) my, my handle on Instagram is the joy genie. And that came from two clients that said early on, because um, that wasn't my handle originally early on um in my in this new career that said I just feel joy I've let go of the things that were holding me back and what I'm feeling is joy in in two different ways but they it was the same and so I I decided to change my um, handle to
0: the joy genie so that's where I am on Instagram. Oh fantastic so listeners go and make sure that you check that out mm-hmm. if you could share one piece of wisdom about navigating that space between no longer and not yet with midlife women. Mm-hmm. What would that piece of advice be? Um
1: it's kind of a twofold thing. It's just be kind to yourself and take small steps.
0: So is there um, a technique or a tool that you could recommend to get people getting used to being kind to themselves? What does that, what might that look like being kind to yourself?
1: Um, Maybe tapping into how they feel when they're, when they're receiving that sort of kindness from somebody else. So think about when your kids were little and they gave you a hug and how that felt to you um Where do you feel it in your body? How does that make you feel? If it had a colour, what colour would it be? Spending some time in that space, because we can often shut ourselves off to that sort of stuff. It's like, no, no, must get on, must get on, you know, must right. be equal now, I think. And the, t- the terrible thing is when we have those, when we have that stuff when they're little, we often are too tired or too knackered or whatever it is to actually, if we could bottle it, that would be amazing. But in this <laughs> instance, we sort of can you know, this instance we sort of can, it's to, to, to sit quietly and just regard ourselves positively, like be kind to yourself and just get the feeling, get those feelings of what it feels like to be loved. Because sometimes we can shut ourselves off to that. It's almost like we don't deserve to, I do find with clients actually, that can be quite hard for them to do. It's like just, it's like what showing yourself love is uh, we, you know, we kind of get used to the fact that showing ourselves love or being loving towards ourselves is seen as some sort of, I don't know, weakness or softness or whatever. But I think that's where it starts. I think just enveloping yourself in kindness, because I think when you start with kindness with yourself, it tends to, it tends to then radiate to others. So, you know, we can, being honest you know we all can have that narky side that we project to other people you know kind of like if i'm feeling crap then you're gonna feel crap or if i'm you know and i think when we change how we regard ourselves it's just it's like a a glow it just kind of goes outward so just thinking about how you felt when when you were loved it could be a grandparent it could be when someone really showed you positive regard and kind love and think about how that felt and spend some time kind of developing that feeling of yourself towards yourself and then remembering not to just to only go into the stretch zone not push yourself into a space of, of panic because I think that's what we, right. we want to do is go like right that's the thing I want I, if I don't push myself too much and get there then i'm being weak, or i'm being but i think small slow steps that stretch us a little but not too much are you know
0: good good ways of working with that so self-kindness mm-hmm. self-love and small steps
1: exactly
0: thank you that is such such sage advice becca i'm gonna ask you the speed round now Are you ready for the speed round? I don't know if I am, am I? (laughs) Of course you are. So first one is a sentence completion. Being in the mid space feels like? Learning. I love that. What is the one thing you feel is most important for people meeting you for the first time to know about you right away?
1: Oh, this is supposed to be speed. That um, so I'm an introvert, regardless
0: of my big cheesy smile. <laughs> that you're an introvert, regardless <laughs> of your big cheesy smile. It's a beautiful smile. Right. I don't know that I'd say cheesy. <laughs> but so how does that, how does being an introvert, have you always been aware that you've been an introvert? No,
1: I haven't actually um i spent a lot of my childhood trying to connect with family members or whoever um because i'm also a communicator that's what's important to me and as a child i was often told to stop showing off sit down be quiet and so i thought that i was an extrovert right but i and i couldn't understand why whenever i did something one i would be i would hope myself up beforehand it took a lot it takes a lot still sometimes and two I would need to go and lie down in a darkened room afterwards like it just would deplete me and so when I did the um, Myers-Briggs the 16 personality yes test and I had to do it I think I did it twice or three times because I was like what <laughs> what but I do reels on Instagram but I like show up in those places but it does I do it because the need to communicate for me is stronger than the introversion but I still have to make allowances for the introversion. So then if I need to go and lie down in a darkened room, that's what I do. No guilt. No guilt. No, it's who I am.
0: Fabulous. Self-kindness. Exactly. If there is one thing that those that do know you and love you could know about you that you've not shared with them, what might that be? That I love them more than I say
1: oh I felt that yeah mm. Sometimes, oh. you know you just think if only they knew
0: yeah but yours you've got two teenagers too don't you so. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sorry <laughs> so what is your go-to book song movie when you feel that you're in that place between no longer and not yet what do you reach for
1: oh good question I don't know that I have anything um specific I'm I'm am i I'm a creative at heart and so I just reach for whatever it, it, quite often it's music I'm listening to Emily King at the moment and actually it's in my head constantly at the moment um, she's got a beautiful voice <clears throat> books if I'm being if I want to be gentle with myself and I'm feeling like I need some kind of chicken soup, then Louise Hay, uh, You Can Heal Your Life. It's the first book I read in probably my early 30s that really made me sort of think. It felt woo, that whole kind of loving yourself and being able to change your future by thinking positive thoughts and all of that stuff, but it felt right, but I just looked around and couldn't see anyone else that was doing it. So,
0: yeah fabulous and if you could be or do anything you wanted what would it be
1: more of what I'm doing really just what I'm doing but more that's it yeah I love I absolutely love what I do I just want to do it more and maybe maybe just in different ways you know thank you so more
0: of more of the same please
1: yeah exactly more of the same please um COVID has been you know challenging so when when we're not when we're not in these times I'd like to my introversion is not even enough to stop me from wanting to connect and form a you know circle of of women at different times in different places maybe who knows like where where would be your in in the sun in the sun (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's putting the things that I love together let's put like sunshine women good times all in one place that would be nice
0: Ooh, what else goes in the pot you get sunshine you get women you've got good times meditation,
1: whatever. good food self-care you know new tools all of that stuff that would be like perfect that's what I'd like to do
0: I think we all so want that right mm-hmm. now Becca thank you so much for thank being you. my guest today I will put links in the episode notes with your Instagram handle and about Mm -hmm. the book from Louise Hay. I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Midspace Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it, subscribe and or leave a review. Next week, I'll be talking to Bree Firestone, finance coach and the founder of the School of Betty. You won't want to miss it.